Hey guys, welcome back to another third period podcast on Houndwave. Today we'll be recapping the Ravens' win over the Houston Texans and looking forward to our game in Los Angeles next weekend. Yeah, Nate, what a game for the Ravens last week, winning 41-7 at home versus a Texans team with an MVP caliber quarterback and a one of the best offenses in the league and a great run defense. The Ravens just completely shut down their, their um, say, advantages. They usually would have a good passing offense. Deshaun Watson had his worst game of the year. They have a good offensive line. Six sacks. The Ravens' actual yeah. pass rush finally showed up for the first time this entire year. Yeah, Matthew Judon had an amazing game. He forced a fumble early in the game. He had multiple sacks and just tackles for losses. Amazing game from Judon. Really led the defense this week. Yeah, the game didn't start off great. Um, you know, the first quarter was a lot of sloppy football turnovers, you know, special teams errors. Nate, for a Ravens team that I would usually think of as like a great special teams team, our special teams has been one of the worst in the NFL this year. Fumbles, going for fake fake field goals and yeah. missing them. Kickoff returns have been a disaster this year. Why, Why? like, with John Harbaugh as our special teams coach, why is this happening? You know, I really think it's just a lack of focus. We're so focused on this offense being so good and trying to get our defense back together. I think we've lost some of that, like, devotion to the special teams. In years past, we've had mediocre offenses, very good defenses, and then amazing special teams. We've been best in special teams almost every year for the past decade, or as long as I can remember. But this year, I feel like we just somewhat lost our focus just because our offense is so explosive. And, you know, we signed DeAnthony Thomas and he ended up muffing the punt. He fell back on top yeah. of it, but it was scary to look at. I know he may have been bumped, but it's really inexcusable. I mean, one of the things is special teams does play a huge role. The 2010 Chargers, I believe, Ted, who comes on the show um, a couple of times, says likes to say the stat. So the 2010 LA Chargers were number one in defense and number one in offense in the NFL, and they did not make the playoffs. They gave up... 15 special teams touchdowns that year. The worst special teams of all time. Their special teams kept them out of the playoffs. So it does it does concern us. concern us, especially in the playoffs, where one special team's mistake can make such a big difference in the game. Yeah, exactly. I think it's hard to see that like this could be hurting us so much just because of the score lines. But like you saw our game against Cincinnati um, the first time we played them. They had a punt or a kickoff return touchdown in the opening kickoff of the game. And those are the kind of plays where when you're in the playoffs, those are the kind of things that make you lose a game. I know that it hasn't affected us too much just because our offense has been so very good, but it can hurt you in the playoffs. Yeah, Lamar Jackson continuing his MVP caliber season, 222 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions with a 139 pass rating. What a what a season he's having. I mean, really coming out of the blue, having probably the best – probably – the front runner in the MVP race right now. Mm -hmm. Him and Russell Wilson are kind of neck and neck. But I would say that Lamar does get a slight edge in that conversation because Lamar did beat Russell Wilson in Seattle. Yeah, he's beaten Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, now Deshaun Watson, and all of which were pretty like pretty good wins. They weren't super, super close, especially this last one against Deshaun Watson. But I think one thing we have to think about is he started the game one for six. If he doesn't have that beginning game, if he just started from the second quarter, I'm almost positive he has a perfect perfect passer rating he only had a total of seven incompletions the whole game and one for six to start the game you can see what the score uh, the stat line would be if you didn't include that first quarter so he's playing really good football the first quarter was sloppy from both sides it wasn't just him and i mean he's he's playing amazing mark andrews in the tight end core also really helping out this uh victory mark andrews with four receptions 71 75 yards um he seemed pretty dominant 
Uh, he's been pretty consistently Lamar's favorite target. Um, the receivers, though, you know, Marquise Brown was not very effective in this game. Uh, only two receptions for 23 yards, but you don't really need to be. Yeah, you didn't. Um, we didn't pass the ball to the wide receivers much the whole game, but it wasn't really a point. We, we didn't have to. Against the top three rush defense in the NFL, the Ravens rushed for 263 yards, averaging 7.3 on the ground. Gus Edwards with 11, with, sorry, eight rushes for 111 yards. What a game from him. Yeah, he had, he had an amazing game. I mean, there was a touchdown at the end that was like a 40 yard dash that was really not that important the game mm-hmm. was practically already over but before that he was still averaging i think over five yards per carry our whole offense averaged over five yards per carry which is unheard of and i mean it was just a great day to be able to see that the gus edwards can do it mark ingram can do it lamar jackson can do it we have so many different options on offense and that's what makes us so hard to defend yeah and i mean we can talk about the offense all day long but something that's really come together ever since the steelers game the defense has been playing yes. really, really well. And the pass rush was a lot better last game. Jalen Ferguson kind of, he's had a, not a great rookie year so far, but he had a sack and a couple pressures, um, recovered fumble. Um, Matt Judon with probably the MVP of the game for the Ravens. Um, but I, I think it really just says one thing that the pass rush can be so good because Deshaun Watson was actually being given a good, decent amount of time, but the secondary played absolutely fantastic yeah i know taylor we were watching this game together and we were getting mad that like we couldn't stop deandre hopkins but if you think about it deandre hopkins is the best receiver we're gonna face all year he's the best receiver in the nfl in my opinion and it wasn't like we were giving off these huge explosive plays we were just letting him get like eight to 12 yard catches every once in a while which i mean it's gonna happen when you're playing against deandre hopkins so uh, overall our defense played amazing corners played amazing every pretty much every aspect josh Bynes had an interception Yep, and, and, and it's a great game. Really, the weakness of the Ravens' defense is those linebackers to see Josh Bynes get that interception, hopefully boost his confidence because guys like Patrick Owasso have not been playing well this year. Um, so hopefully the defense is kind of being rallied upon here. So moving on to the next game, Ravens-Rams. It's a big one. See if the Ravens can go 9-2 and two for the first time since 2012 when they made the Super Bowl run. Nate, how, what's, what aspect of the Rams game is going to beat the Ravens in this game. So for me, I think it's just the ability to stop their wide receiver core. Their wide receiver core is one of the best in the entire league in terms of talent. It has not done as great as anyone expected this year with like, there's been some injuries, but Cooper cup, Robert Woods and Brandon cooks are, that's a lethal wide receiver group. And we just have to make sure that we can defend that in all aspects. We got Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith and um, Marlon Humphrey Humphrey playing at their best. And you know, it really aligns with the Ravens' strengths being the secondary. As the secondary was god-awful at the beginning of the year, but has really come on to look to be one of the best secondaries in the NFL. So this game, um, the Rams do not, statistically, do not have a great defense. Mm-hmm. Goff is not having a great year. Um, I could look for Goff to have three interceptions in this game. Yeah, I agree. One thing that is un-Ravens-like, we've had a very, very good offensive um, protection this year with our offensive line. And I think this will be the biggest test for us so far with Aaron O'Donnell because, I mean, it's been astounding how good our offensive line has been, but we've never, so far this year, have not played a player like him. And I can't wait to see this happen. So right now, the Rams in the NFL, they rank... um, They they rank pretty high. They they have a top 10 defense in the NFL. um, But, you know, they're a better run defense than pass defense as we could look to see Lamar air it out a little more. in this game, even though, you know, the Ravens, the Ravens really, their commitment to run the ball has been spectacular so far this year. 
when they've shown they can pass it, it it's it's an unbelievable du- dual threat threat because the defensive coordinator won't know if they're going to come out running or passing the ball. Um, Lamar Jackson, obviously at the core of that, being able he can he can run and pass. I actually look for Lamar to have um, probably a hundred yards rushing because the Rams middle linebackers are not are not that good. Yeah, they're not that good, and they're also not that fast, and no. that's what Lamar can obviously expose in your defense. And I just I agree. I think Lamar has a hundred yards rushing. I say we rush the ball a lot this game. I think we get Ingram back into it. I know he played well last game, but he really wasn't explosive. Gus um, Gus Edwards had a lot of the big runs, but you know, for me, the key to the winning this game is just. Again, keeping possession and playing Ravens football. And even on this West Coast trip, the Rams don't have many fans. People in LA have better things to do than watch a football game on Monday night. There's going to be a lot of Ravens fans there. Usually when they play at the Coliseum, the home team, the away team will outnumber the home team's fans. Mm -hmm. So I look to see a lot of Ravens fans there. It's not really that much of a home field advantage at the LA Coliseum, except for that long flight across the country. Um, But yeah, I, I don't think... (laughs) Oh, <laughs> being away has not really affected Lamar Jackson. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, we won. I mean, I talked about this last year. We won in um, LA last year against the Chargers, yep. which was obviously a very difficult game. That was one of the games where like people were like, "Oh wow, like Lamar is legit." And then we won in Seattle, which again is a long trip across the country. It, Lamar has not really shown that he's not able to win on the road. He seems to be just as good, if not better, on the road. He's defeated some really, really hard teams, and I think as long as we do our game plan, we're going to win this one. And as we are kind of in full swing of the latter half of the NFL season, we can start looking at the playoffs and getting a more realistic approach of what it's going to look like. So right now, the pa- the Ravens only sit one game behind the New England Patriots, um, and they do have the tie break. So if the Patriots do drop a game, supposed to Dallas this week, which is a very losable game, mm-hmm. um, the Ravens have the have the tie break, um, and they have the tiebreaker of the Texans, who could be sitting at the sixth seed right now. But right now, leading the AFC South is the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, no, I could definitely see the Ravens taking the number one seed. If you look at the New England Patriots, it was incredibly easy in the first half of the year. But in this latter half, they have Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, and Bills, which, I I mean, is a very, very hard schedule. I wouldn't count them. I wouldn't count on them losing. I, I, I would count on them losing at least one of those games, especially going against the Chiefs and then at Houston. You know, two really tough games, especially Houston. You know, Houston's in kind of a tough spot right now. They came into the season with high expectations. J.J. Watt was clearly lacking in the last game. Um, but uh, Nate... J.J. Watt did not play. Yeah, I know. He, they, Houston clearly was missing them. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and who do you think the Ravens' biggest test in the AFC right now is? You know, for me, I don't think it's the Patriots. I think the one team that Lamar is yet to prove that he can beat is the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, we need to be able to have our defense play the way it's playing now. The thing is, when we've played the Chiefs with Lamar Jackson, we played them twice, our defense has not been playing the way it's playing now. We played them in the beginning of this season. We also played them last season. We lost both games, both of which were pretty close, although this year was a little bit less. And I would love to see us play them the way our defense is playing right now because when it comes to us playing the Chiefs, it's not going to be a matter of of whether or not like we can score points. We know we can score points. It's just whether or not we can hold Mahomes down a bit where he's not going to be just throwing touchdown after touchdown. The Chiefs are not playing particularly well right now. Like They had a really... Last night, they had a very close game with the LA Chargers who are kind of struggling right now. Even though Phillip Rivers threw four interceptions... They only won by seven. It was a really tough game for... like 
Mahomes didn't play well. Mm-hmm. I think Mahomes had less than 200 passing yards, which is almost unheard of. And an interception. Yeah, but I definitely say also the Chiefs are probably the most dangerous team for the Ravens if the Patriots are not. Because, I mean, obviously the Patriots in the playoffs and Tom Brady mm-hmm. is a one-of-a-kind thing that we'll probably never see to see again. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that it's the Chiefs are like this better team. I think it's just like mentally we haven't been able to beat them yet. And we yeah. know that we can beat every single other team that's going to be in the playoffs, I think. And it's just the fact that we've played them twice. We haven't been able to win. It's just kind of mentally a hard thing to get over. But I think that the Chiefs are the biggest threat. Yeah, two of three Lamar's two of three of Lamar's losses in the regular season have come to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, well, uh, Taylor, would you like to make a score prediction for this week against the Rams? My score prediction this week against the Rams, I think the Ravens win. Um, and I think they win pretty handily. I'm going to say a 27-17 to 17 win. Yeah, I actually, I like that scoreline. I'm probably going to go 20, I'm going to go 24-14. I think we win by 10. But I just, the Ravens are playing super well right now. And Goff is not having the best season. The whole offense for the Rams has been a little underwhelming. I think the Ravens take this one handily. Um, any... Burn oh tr- sorry, Charlie Pope wanted to say um his score prediction is 30, 34 to twenty Ravens. Okay. Any burning hot takes for this week? You know, I don't know if it's a burning hot take, but I just think Hollywood gets back into it, gets back into the rhythm. I say he has about seventy five yards and a touchdown. I would agree with you, but he's got Jalen Ramsey on him. So I'm not I, I'm not gonna completely agree with that, but maybe it happens. Um I'm gonna go with Mark Ingram having Three touchdowns, but less than 60 yards on the ground because he's been a touchdown machine so far. So I'm going with that. All right. I think that about wraps it up. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you next week on another third period podcast.